For artists living with disabilities or homelessness, their artwork often remains invisible, their talents unseen, and their passion invalidated. But for one young social entrepreneur, that reality was simply unacceptable, and she was determined to change it. Welcome to In the Business of Change, where we speak with social entrepreneurs impacting their communities and the world. I'm your host, Elisa Birnbaum, publisher and editor-in-chief of Sea Change Magazine. On today's episode, we speak with Liz Powers, co-founder of Artlifting, a social enterprise that empowers artists living with homelessness or disabilities through the celebration and sale of their artwork. In our short interview, Liz explains why she and her brother launched such an innovative business that sees art as a transformational path to financial stability, and how she's creating opportunity, empowerment, and validation for those otherwise invisible artists. Artlifting, I I love what it's about. I'd love you to tell me just a bit of a background in terms of how it all began, what, what inspired the initiative. Great question. So artlifting combines the words art and uplifting, and it came out of the last 10 years of work that I've been doing. I used to be, do casework, and then I ran art groups and shelters as art therapy mm-hmm. and really learned a lot from those um, years working with all different clients who were experiencing homelessness or disabilities. And, you know, put really, really I saw amazing artwork in the shelters where I was running art groups and realized that wasn't unique at all, that there were over a thousand existing art groups all over the country in shelters and disability centers. So decided to create a marketplace to curate that top talent. That's amazing. And so when when did that idea come about? When did you actually launch Artlifting? My brother and I launched Artlifting in December of 2013. And we started with just 4,000 of our savings and have built up from there. Wow. That's pretty awesome. And the type of artists that you, um, that you work with, I mean, where do you find these artists and, and what are the criteria for people who want to, who want to work with you? We work with artists who are either experiencing homelessness or have disabilities. Mm-hmm. And the vast majority of our are in existing art groups that are either in shelter, social service agencies. Um, there's also some disabilities who apply as individuals. Um, several don't have the physical ability to be able to go to art groups, but they can. They show us proof, um, doctor's proof that they have disability and uh, have a disability, and um, they sign on to the platform. And so. It's. I actually really think it's it's a it's a cool platform. Can you tell us a bit more about your business model, like what that platform exactly, how it works, and the types of the types of ways that you are helping to market um, uh, these artists and 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 yeah, d- just the, the the whole model, how you set it up. So Artlifting is a for profit, for purpose company. Um, we're really proud to be creating opportunities for individuals who otherwise wouldn't necessarily be employed. Mm-hmm. Um, many of our artists desperately want to work, but they don't fit into the quote-unquote normal employment system, um, so they can't, due to mental health challenges or physical 
disabilities, they can't work a nine to five job, for example. Right. Um, so this is a great way of redefining what a job is. So we can include more individuals in the economy and help them um, have some dignity as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's an awesome. And so, and you have, who do, who normally are your customers? Like what is your primary customer demographic? How do you set that up? So our business model has three channels. So one is corporate sales, where we sell bulk art prints and products such as notebooks to corporations. The, se- the second is licensing, okay. where we license our images to existing big brands. For example, Starbucks launched a line of limited edition art listing gift cards in December. Nice. Uh, and we've closed licensing deals with companies like Lisa sell mattresses and they've um, sewn our patterns into their mattresses. That's amazing. So do you, uh, how do you find your, your partners, the people that you want to work with? Um, do they find you? Do you reach out to them? What's the, what's the process? Great question. So a lot of it is outbound, um, us reaching out to companies that we think would be a great fit, mm-hmm. but we've also had over a hundred press articles and videos. Nice. Since we launched, um, so that's including a cover of the New York Times business section and a three-minute segment on the Today Show. So press pieces like that lead to a lot of inbounds, um, not just from corporate individuals, but also um, our third sales channel is e-commerce, where um, individuals can buy pieces for their homes or their own offices. That's amazing. And so what is the, at this point, what is the, 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 the stream that is the most um, successful that you're focused most on, or are they all equally um, important to you at this point? So we're really focused on the corporate businesses right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Our individual business is really self-reliant. They can just buy from the website and we don't need to do outbound marketing. Right. Um, In terms of corporate deals, we're not only focused on reaching out directly to corporations, but also building a network nationally and eventually globally with interior designers so they can refer us to their existing clients. That's very smart. Thanks. We're (laughs) learning a lot as we go. (laughs) I'm just going to say, I'm sure. And it's just the two of you or do you have a, a bigger staff now? No, so my brother and I launched the company together. Um, yeah. Then, then he actually went on to business school. But oh. now we have um, eight full-time employees, wow. and they're spread out between Boston, New York, and San Francisco. Okay, that's amazing, and it's such a short period of time. And so the, are those the three main cities where you are um, representing artists, if, or are there other no. cities? Yeah, so we actually have artists in 19 states across the country. Oh, wow. Which is really exciting. And it's been able to scale so quickly because all those art groups already existed. We're simply the bridge connecting them with consumers. That is really interesting. So it's the art groups that, that, okay, you reach out to first the art groups, then that helps you bridge to consumers. That's the sort of the middle, the middle person in a sense in your, in your scheme. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) In this scheme that's working so nicely. Um, and I wanted to just go back for a second. Um, I know we had limited time to talk, but I wanted to go back for a second for, I was noticing one of the, when I mentioned partners, I was looking on your site. What what is this partnerships or so-called, uh, collaboration, shall we say, with Quincy Jones. Where did that come about? So we have a partnership with a company called Thin Optics. Mm-hmm. 
they produce really cool reading glasses that are um, completely flat. So they actually balance on your nose and they can fit on the back of your cell phone in a case. Um, so then, you know, it's great for my parents who are always looking for their reading glasses. (laughs) Now they can always have them with them. (laughs) Um, so thin optics actually built a partnership with Quincy Jones and Quincy Jones curated a collection of a few of our artists work, um, which were then produced into, um, eyeglass cases and eyeglasses themselves. Very, very cool. That's really interesting. Um, which also brings me to the other question that you also touched upon, in a sense, the press that you're getting. And with names like Quincy Jones, it, it, it's understandable how, how that helps. Um, how is your sort of how are you marketing? How are you storytelling uh, your own story? How, how does that how, how are, are did you hire someone to help you out? Are you doing it on your own? What's your what's your lessons learned on that on that end? Yeah, so, you know, launching the company initially with just 4,000 of our savings, we certainly could not afford (laughs) to pay for marketing. Exactly. Our company. Um, We've had countless really helpful advisors who have volunteered their time to help us as we've grown. Mm -hmm. Um, And the vast majority of the press has actually been just us sending like a three line email to reporters (laughs) and getting picked up. Um, so the Today Show, for example, was actually inbound. They read about us in the Boston Globe and then emailed info at Art Lifting. That's great. That's really, really cool. Um, what about where do you see um, the company going? Like, what's your vision right now moving forward? Yeah, big picture, our goal is creating a movement that's celebrating strength. Uh, one thing that I've heard from clients over the past decade is, Liz, everyone always focuses on the negative in me. Mm. And I don't have housing or I'm in a wheelchair or whatever it might be. Yeah. And so the goal of art lifting is flipping that on its head and defining people by the positive rather than the negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, so big picture in terms of the company, our goal is to continue expanding. Um, we're in 19 states now, so yep. to expand to all 50 states and then eventually globally. And really spreading this mission of, well, yes, everyone has challenges, but also look at their talents. And while we're doing so, we're really expanding job opportunities and redefining what a job is. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And so, and, and of the, the, the impact that you've had so far, um, are there individuals, like you said, like that, that really seem to um, thrive more because of this empowerment, so to speak, this way of looking at the job in a different way, looking more positively at the work they do? Have you seen that impact with the artists you're working with? Oh, my gosh, completely, yeah. So yeah. we have over 130 artists now. And several have gained housing, um, not simply just because of money they're earning, but the bigger thing is the confidence boost mm-hmm. of all of a sudden having energy to get out of the bed, getting out of their bed each morning because someone's actually looking at, at them and seeing them as a human with talents right. instead of seeing them as um, someone with autism or someone who doesn't have housing. So it's been unreal to see. Um, this very simple idea in action and actually having an effect. And are you keeping in touch with, with those people or, and to, to you know, keep those stories going and to um, follow through and seeing how it's impacting them in long term as well? Is there a way that you have something in place to, to keep that conversation going? 
We are, yeah. We have three full-time employees who um, are regularly in touch with all of our artists. Right. And we also just developed an artist impact survey. Um, so we'll be able to not just qualitatively track the impact that Artlifting has had, but also quantitatively. Mm, that's great. That's great. Um, and just the last thing I know you have to get off, just any of your top lessons learned. What what have you, uh, you're, you know, someone who is a young entrepreneur uh, doing a lot on her own, um, and, and anything that you have, the, the top lessons that you've, you could take away from the experience so far that you might want to teach other people or, or give advice other people? Yeah, one of the biggest lessons is um, always – Try different things, but make sure that you're analyzing the results. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, taking a step back and saying, well, I had this hypothesis that X would lead to Y. Now I've done a one-month test. I've reached out to X number of participants, and it has worked or it hasn't. Um, that's been really helpful to us to yeah. really put an analytical lens on all the different things we're trying. Uh, because there's certainly endless ideas that mm-hmm. I have and my team has, but we have to really focus on what's working and um, not just randomly try different things every day. <laughs> Probably a good, good sound plan. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. I thank you so, so much. I love what you're doing. Um, and uh, I will definitely keep in touch with you and, and keep you on my radar. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening to In the Business of Change. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear other conversations with inspired social entrepreneurs and change makers working on challenges in their communities and across the globe. I'm your host, Elisa Birnbaum.